So welcome to another episode of the Nitro Performance Guide. I'm your host, TJ, and we're back yet again with my boy, Darren Williams Jr. Thank you for, for being here, and what's up, man? What's up? What's up, man? Thanks for having me on again. Appreciate hey, it. you're the co-host. You guys, you gotta come up with something else to say. <laughs> <laughs> I have you on every week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you're right. No, but um, we had a very entertaining weekend in Virginia this past weekend for the Virginia NHRA National NHRA Virginia Nationals from Virginia Motorsports Park, one of my favorite tracks on the tour. It's always been one of my favorite. Um, and then they came through and made it like icy with, you know, they came in and they redid the track a few years ago and now it's the best one we run on, the smoothest we run on. So I expected what we saw, honestly. I will say Virginia isn't particularly my favorite race on the schedule. Mm -hmm. um, I'll be honest, I, it is one I do kind of look over each year. But, I mean, <laughs> we saw pretty much everything this past weekend. We saw rain. We saw fog. We saw track record ETs. We saw uh, we saw Pedal Fest. We've seen a, a John Forrest Racing Double Up. And I know this is – so the, technically this show is called the Nitro Performance Guide, right? Mm -hmm. And we, we, we mostly cover a top female funny car. Well, we got to mention – uh, Larry Spider-Man McBride at 561, yeah. 268 mile power blast. The fastest speed ever on a motorcycle. Got to give a shout out to him because they do, do technically have nitro in the tank. So gotta give a shout out to Larry Spider-Man McBride. That was, that was a great pass right there. Absolutely. Awesome. And 268 on two wheels. Like, yes. I mean, that's fast with four. Like, mm -hmm. so yeah, I had to, I didn't get to see the run. Um, mm -hmm. So I had to like find it on the internet and i'm glad i did <laughs> no nah, I mean, you gotta think like 268 miles per hour that's that's around the same times as you know eight field dragsters go you know mm -hmm. we're like in the eight field dragsters category and then like you think about it too i remember mentioning I, I knew this but kellen mentioned this on my show he's like you know this is what top field dragsters were running back in the late late night late 80s you know mid to late 80s you know it was 268 miles an hour you know so to have these two wheel motorcycles going almost 270 miles an hour is freaking amazing and if you if you oh, go yeah. back and look at the run, like Larry Spiderman McBride, he was dri driving that thing. Like mm -hmm. you, you talk about Bucket Bronco, and then he's like getting closer to the center line. And the fact that he didn't lift, like he stuck it all the way through to run that mile power blast, amazing. Yeah, well, you know, you know, the motto is never lift, never lift, <laughs> never lift. <laughs> well, some of them should lift sometimes. I, I'll just say that because <laughs> they get a little close for me down there on the top end of the racetrack. But we're gonna jump right into it. Um, oh, something on the driving and still getting it down there. Uh, we're going to get to it, but Mike Salinas was really driving this weekend yes. uh, and still going through the lights <laughs> 330 miles an hour. <laughs> yes. yes. He got a so, lot of pedal fest practice this past weekend. Yes, he did. He did get some good pedal fest, and I love pedal fest, folks. Like, that's one of my favorite things. Of course, I love when they hit the gas once and get off the gas at the other end, but I love when they hit it three or four or five times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that, but we'll get to that. So we're going to start with nitro funny car qualifying how about dale creasy jr was number one until the last pair of floppers came up to the line mm -hmm. i was so i love dale creasy like even back in the days when he used to uh come up to the line with the uh, craftsman car mm -hmm. um so I, i've always been a fan of dale creasy jr so to see that you know 397 for 319 stand as number one 
for a lot of pairs was really cool. I mean, and that also kind of speaks to what else was happening in the class. I mean, nobody was getting down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just, you know, it happens. It happens. We talk about every week how hard this stuff is. But, I mean, two funny cars getting down there. John Force pedaled the car and crosses at 323 um, for, uh, oh, uh, let me see, Blake Alexander, 400304. But w- what we're saying is there, there weren't full representative runs. Like, on that night, if you put your foot down and you lift it at the other end, it was going to be a 390. It was going to be over 330. Mm-hmm. And so to see, we didn't see that, you know. So, but again, this stuff is hard. If you miss it by a little bit, I mean, and we know, like, when the track gets great, the window is so small for error. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, and, and it was just, it could be this one small thing, but you lost the run, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then we have Matt Hagen. He was the second funny car down the racetrack, full pull down the racetrack. We got to give John his credit. He did pedal it to get down there so he could have a better spot coming up for the next session and they didn't know if they were going to get a next session because of of the weather so it's just kind of the things that you just have to do when when that's coming uh but 391 for 335.82 miles an hour i wrote down some stats here plus 55.28 miles per hour in 0.742 seconds that's that's unreal (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's unreal and, and fun fact he actually gained more mile per hour in the back end of the racetrack than Brittany force did which we're about to get to who also ran the exact same speed to the thou 335.82 so I mean it not much to talk about in that first session but that man I tell you what that Tony Stewart racing vehicle of Matt Hagen I mean you can pencil him in to to the later rounds and you can pencil them into the top four too for sure i mean not a surprise at all to see matt hagen going at 391 at 335 miles per hour no surprise at all but you know like we gotta gotta give a testament to the safety safari though all the rain we saw friday and to still get that session in you know friday afternoon and then to get the sessions in we saw on saturday to get to basically get all three sessions in with how murky was looking before the start of the weekend Got to give a shout out to the safety safari, you know, but hey, we didn't see a lot of great runs in the first session, but they pretty much made up for it on Saturday, I would say. Oh, yeah. Um, and by the way, folks, the safety safari is the reason we see these big speeds. So we might not mm-hmm. talk about them as much as we should, but the safety safari is there before the racers get there mm-hmm. when they go to a racetrack. They're getting the racetrack ready during the week. Mm-hmm. So whenever we see these star performances, it's all because of, you know, it's because of the crew and the car and all that good stuff, but it's about the field that they're playing on as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like when you when you talk about MLB, you know, they don't really do too much to the field, but they prep the field kind of thing to make sure a, a baseball game can be played on it. Mm-hmm. But our safety safari literally is responsible for making sure the 12,000 horsepower sticks to a racetrack. I mean, you can't even you you can't even conceive some of that stuff. So, yes, hats off. I'm not wearing a hat, but it would be (laughs) off if I was. (laughs) So moving on the top fuel, we had a lot more uh, runs going down the racetrack in top fuel. But we talk about it all the time. They have a mechanical advantage. You know, top fuel car wants to go straight. It wants to go in a straight line. The the funny car wants to go anywhere but straight. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, that, there's just that. And we talk about that a little bit. Um, but we're just going to just going to do it loosely. Uh, Leah Pruitt, 375 with a four, 318. That, like I said, I've been saying it for a couple weeks. That car, the performance of the car is getting more consistent. They're starting to really live in that mid-70s range. Um, she's doing her job on the starting line. Um, you know, it. the car is looking good. Uh, I, I do, let me see. I didn't want to do it that way. I don't know why I did it like that. <laughs> but basically, because we're not going to get in-depth. In we got to get to race day. But we had a pair of 378s uh, from Clay Milliken. And uh, who else did the 78? Let me see. Let me see. Austin Proc also ran the other 378. Um, and then we have number six, Leah Pruitt. She was sixth best with that 375-4. Uh, Steve Torrance was number five at 374 with a seven. I always love when 747 pops up on the board. I think that's cool. <laughs> that is cool. That <laughs> yeah. Is. So uh, then we, in number four spot, we got uh, 374 with an O, Doug Coletta back in the Mac tools colors this week. And then we got in the third spot, Doug Foley 3.733 with Aaron Brooks. Again, no surprise. That guy knows how to tune a top fuel car in the second spot. We got Justin Ashley 3.725. And then the number one at the end of the day, surprise, surprise that flavor pack monster energy top fuel car 3.710 at 335.82. I thought that was so cool, and I thought I was I thought I was tripping when I saw that. I said, "Is that the same et or or speed that he ran?" And I looked at it was the exact same speed. So that is really cool. I, I don't know how many times we could say that that the both top fuel funny and funny car track records also by the way by the way, and they're the same speed to the thousand. Like that's so cool. I mean, when's the last time, like you said, when's the last time we've seen something like that? You know, we're, we're the top field and funny car. I mean, right down to the exact number, mm-hmm. they're tied in speed. Like, I don't think we've ever seen that before. That's pretty crazy. And yeah, I mean, like, and then again, just we'll get into it in just a second. But just another testament to the safety safari with mm-hmm. all the rain we saw on Friday and from the just lay down the type of numbers they did, you know, with the with the unknown track conditions and then to come back Saturday and have that long rain delay beforehand. And it's still put down the numbers we're about to talk about in a second. I mean, just shout and then shout out to the teams and the crew chiefs to be able to adapt too. We got to give yeah. them credit also. Absolutely. So like you said, it's, it's 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 everything just coming together. Not only is it the safety safari, but it's the crew chiefs, it's the drivers, it's everything. And I tell you what, man, we saw some great performance on Saturday. <laughs> like Saturday, they 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 went after it on Saturday. I'm I'm excited to talk about Saturday, but before we do that, we're gonna put period on it's Friday. Uh, how about Brittany Forrest, 42.79 miles per hour in 0.722 seconds from 660 to 1,000 foot. So she got there quicker, but she didn't gain as much speed. So, But they ran the same speed on the back end of the racetrack. You know that, that, that Monster Energy car is a big back-end race car. So, Can I say something real quick? You know we do this every show. I got to do. It. Can I say every, wait, wait. You didn't say the right thing. One more. What, what did you say? I don't even know what you say. I can't even think of it right now. Can I say something real quick? You, that's not what one, you usually uh, say. Right. Can I say one more thing, thing or something? Can I say, I one, more thing. one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. Because <laughs> we're talking about a lot about Brittany Forrest here tonight. Yeah. And I just want to give a shout out to one guy. Like we talk a lot about Brittany Forrest. We talk a lot about David Grubnick. I mean, and we got to give a lot of credit to the whole Monster Energy team. Well, this week is Flavor Pack, mm-hmm. but let's give some credit to Max Savage. Oh yeah. Because he plays a big part on this team too. Oh yeah, like for Max, sure. Max Savage is always out there checking the racetrack. 
he makes a lot of tuning decisions on this car as well. Let's give some credit to Max Savage as well because he's a bad dude. Oh yeah, and anytime I and and if I don't, I need to, but I, I make sure to say David Grubnick and Max Savage because they are it's a team effort. You know, everybody likes to you know chase down Grubby for the interview, but there's another guy with them. You know, so that that's a good a cool, that's a good call out. Isn't that just a cool name too, Max Savage? It is. Cool isn't, it, isn't it cool? Yeah, it's a cool name. All right, so let's get to Saturday because it was fun. I tell you what, I real I thoroughly enjoyed myself, and I'm also gonna say something else. Um, not so much with the Fox broadcast because I feel like they were using different microphones, but for NHRA TV, wherever they had the mic set up this weekend is exactly where I like them to be, because like you hear the launch. And then you hear the car kind of pat. I, I can't describe it. I can't describe it, but I loved where the microphones were this weekend. Just a side note. Um, has nothing to do with the performance, guys, but it's okay. I'm a sound guy. All right. So <laughs> out of the box in session number two, we got Tony Schumacher in that beautiful Skag racing vehicle, top fuel car. He runs 375 with an 8, 321.50. It was out there. And he was letting them know they they was just Todd O'Gahar was showing them the way, boys, and and mm-hmm. you know everybody in the staging lanes heard that and went, oh, okay, they started opening their boxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see some things come up, like the next notable run comes from Clay Milliken, three seventy three with an O, three twenty. You know that I'm telling you, I think that was what. I mean, I don't know. I just see that car really performing really really well now uh not that it wasn't before but it just feels like i don't know i I can't really put my finger on it but like it's like clay is driving the car a little better it looks like uh it just looks like the car is a little bit more settled going down the racetrack uh i'm not sure i'm not sure what they're doing what jimmo's doing but um that 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 car i mean we'll see in 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 the next session but because nobody expected that but I just really like seeing that that car doing well, and it looks like it's only a matter of time before that thing is in the winter circle. I really believe that. And I was just saying, though, you know, for Clay, you know, you got to walk around with a little more swagger, you know, with Jim Oberhofer over there now tuning your race car. And you got to think, coming into this race, maybe this is just a little little good karma for Clay. You know, you talk about Rich, uh, Virginia Motorsports Park, Richmond, Virginia. We used to race here a lot in the IHRA days, so maybe, mm-hmm. it's some, maybe it's all coming together. You got some good karma for Clay coming into this weekend. Who knows? Absolutely. And then, so in the next pair, we saw Austin Proc. By the way, guys, I mean, the header fire was looking so beautiful. The cloud cover was allowing us to see some header fire going down the racetrack. I mean, we can always see it, but they were it looked really good at this specific time. But anyway, you know, I'm going to talk about the header flames because it's a part of the situation. <laughs> but we got Austin Proc, 3.672, 326.87 miles an hour. 296 to the eighth mile. We didn't talk about Brits. Um, incrementals from the previous day. We got a cut. Let me see. Let me see. 2.988. 293 from Brittany on that 335 run. And her teammate, Austin Proc, was quicker and faster to the eighth mile. 2.948. 29683. 3.672. Wow. That. I tell you what, <laughs> that that car is like you want to talk about a blocker that's able to block, like someone that has to be on the level of Britney Force. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That and we all know that Britney Force has the best top fuel car in the world. I've yeah. said it for years. For sure. But to have a teammate has to be on that same level. You know, mm-hmm. maybe not set rotating the earth, running, mm-hmm. you know, three fifties, right? But like somebody that can go down there and run down the racetrack in that mid three sixty zone. And I tell you what, that that car performed really well this weekend. Mm-hmm. No, for sure, for sure. But real quick, I want to I want to say something real quick because you mentioned you know you mentioned eighth mile ETS. So here's yes, a question. Here's a question for all the audience and everybody, all the listeners at home. Do you guys know who was the first man to go sub three seconds to the eighth mile? I wonder if the, I want to know if the fans know this. Put it down in the comments if, there, if there's any comments or something like that. You know, who do you, who was the first guy to go sub three seconds to the eighth mile in top fuel, which is technically the first guy in the sport to do it. That, ladies and gentlemen would be Gary Selzy, Houston, really? ni- 1999. Oh, Houston, wow. 1999. That's when he went 4.48 with a zero. So he went mm. 4.48 on that pass. He was the first guy. He went 2.991 seconds to the eighth mile. That was the first time anybody went sub three seconds to the eighth mile in the history of NHRA drag racing was Gary Selzy, 4.48-0. He snatched the record away from Larry Dixon, who went 4.48-6 at Houston in the spring. But Larry Dixon didn't go sub three seconds to the eighth. He was still over three seconds to the eighth mile. Mm-hmm. But Larry Dixon's national record, national record away by six thousandths of a second with that 448-0. And here's the stat. So you talk about first guy to go sub three seconds to the eighth in 1999. Do you know when's the, when's the next time it happened? Okay, so 99 was Gary Selzy. Okay, when was the the next time it happened? No. Yeah, that's when, next when, time. When was the next time it happened? Culey's guess the year. I, I would I would say maybe it was a year, maybe a two. Or was it longer? I feel like it was Two, longer. 2011. What? It took 12 years for another guy to go sub three seconds to the eighth mile. It was Dale Worsham in the final round at Reading 2011 when we lost to Spencer Massey when he ran the quickest time ever at 373.5 and lost to Spencer Massey's 377. Wow. Yes. That's why he's here, folks. That's <laughs> why he is here. So That's awesome. 12, it took 12 years for a second guy to go sub three seconds to the eighth mile, and that was Dale Worsham driving for Alan Abbey. That's a fantastic stat. Yes. No, like that's that's awesome. That again, <laughs> you deliver. He always delivers, folks. No. Okay, so I'm gonna do it like this because if if I don't, we're gonna be here all night. <laughs> so in the seventh spot, we got three point seven three zero Clay Milliken, solid. In the number six spot, we got three point seven two zero Doug Kalitta. In number five, fifth best. We got these are not their qualifying positions, folks. These are just how they um how they were ranked in what they ran in this in this session. Three point seven oh one. Mike Salinas got his swagger, got some swag this this season. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, we got three point seven hundred. There's that number we like. Mm-hmm. Justin Ashley. Mm-hmm. Number three is Steve Torrance. Now we're getting to the cool kids. Three point six eight three for Steve Torrance. In the number two spot, we got. Number two, one, one and two here, 3.672 for Austin Proc. And in the number one spot, again, for this session, how about a 3.669 for Brittany Forrest? She was already number one, so she was just putting a little stank on it. 3.669 at 334, 98 miles per hour. Let's talk about Mike Salinas because he was driving. He was like driving <laughs> and he crossed the line at 331.36 miles an hour. Let me tell you what, that's impressive. Like you call, say what you want, the straight, 
there was a Doug the, the, in the next session because I, I remember watching it over and over again. Uh, he drove that car so straight, it was crazy. I was like, mm. he would, but and I, I'm, I'm even sending it to you so you can see what I'm talking about. But like Mike Salinas, you say what you want about people keeping it straight down the groove. I know that's the straightest or that's the quickest way down the racetrack is in a straight line. But that is so impressive to see him dancing all the way through the run and still crossing at 330 something. Like, I thought that was so impressive. That's that that pro mod experience. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think they dance a little bit more on the top end because they don't have nearly, if Mm -hmm. any, downforce down there. So, like, whoo. That's great. Let me look. Let me look. Let me see here. Make sure I didn't forget anything. 327, Steve Torrance, 368. We saw the big speeds. This racetrack is really good at producing big speeds. Yeah. Like, plus, 320 plus, I would consider big speed. Uh, I mean, 300, right? It's like, that's a lot of of, of, of hundreds <laughs> in, in, in relation to a speed. So, but, you know, we're, that's pretty impressive, though. So, the funny cars come up, and right out of the box, once again, we have an old grizzled veteran. Like, we had... Uh, Schumacher start the session in, in, in top fuel. How about Cruz Pedregon 3.905 at 323 miles an hour? That snap on Hellcat Dodge. That Dodge snap on Hellcat got down through there, and it was a good looking run. He kept that thing straight too, so that that was very cool. Uh, the next one again. No, let me let me do it how I was doing. <laughs> If you I go down the through. line, I will stop down everyone. Go ahead, go. We're, we're Cruz, you just got to say too real quick, you know, remember he had problems on Friday. You know, he didn't even make yeah. it run that first he session. Could, yeah. And then, yeah. then to come back and run that 390 was was pretty cool. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, Rip Reynolds and the guys, they know what they're doing. Uh, so we weren't, we weren't really surprised about that. But Chad Green, 3.975. I've been singing the praises of that Bonco car uh, for – uh, I would even say this season. I was talking about it last season too, because I mean that car is solid. Last season, mm-hmm. I didn't know that him and Wilkerson had the you know the connection that they had, but it makes sense. That's a mm-hmm. good car, and it always gets down the racetrack. It seems like. Uh, speaking of Tim Wilkerson, <laughs> above him in the sixth quickest is three point nine three eight, and I always put that. I, I I do the quickest runs, but then I always put like the run that's still down there, but like just out of like the cool kid part like look at the yeah. look at the difference here like we got four hundredths of a second of a difference between the top six in the session and chad green who still made a really good run in the threes he was i mean four o's are good four o's are good but you know we we really mainly want to focus on the three second runs but I think it's something interesting about the Alexis DeJoria and Ron Capps run, but we'll talk about that in a second. But I wanted to make sure I went down the line in the list and not down the line in the runs because we're going to talk about it. We're going to be talking all night. How about Chad? <laughs> but I, wa- I want to talk about it, though. We're going to do it. Chad Green and Jim Campbell, side by side, going down there side by side. I That made my heart so happy. I love seeing that. And, I mean, they, they made good runs through 97. That's when Chad Green ran that. And, you know, Jim Campbell's always going to get down the racetrack, 4-0, whatever. But he got down the racetrack. So that was cool. And then we come up with another side-by-side one. Uh, Ron Caps and Alexis DeJoy. And I love how uh, Alan Reinhardt said this. Because Alexis got there first. She got to the finish line first. She would have won if it was a race. But he said, 
she had the track record for a split second. Yeah. And then Ron Caps crosses the finish line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> With that three- true. It exactly is true, true. right? Yeah. And w- the people are like, what did they run? We'll get there, folks. All right, let me tell you. Uh, but I want to talk about the side-by-sides because I love side-by-side drag racing. And then we have Blake Alexander and uh, J.R. Todd, the guy down there, side-by-side. 392 a pair in both lanes. Got to mm-hmm. love that. Uh, so going back to the list here, we got 3.938 for Tim Wilkerson, 3.926 for J.R. Todd, and here we go, 3.9. 05 for Cruz, and then in the number three spot, here are the cool kids, 380s, 3.896 Alexis DeJoyer, which it's only a matter of time for that car. Two, we got Matt Hagen, 3.890, and then Ron Caps putting some daylight, right? 3.864, what was the speed on that? 332.75 miles an hour. Where are the other 330 runs in this one? Oh, there wasn't. Okay. Matt Hagen was 329.50. So, mm. man, I tell you what, that Napa car, oh, and I did. I did look. That is a different paint scheme. That is a different okay. paint scheme. Okay, for sure. Because yeah. I, I thought about that. Because when I seen it, I was like, it looks a little different than it looked mm-hmm. on the on the Hellcat. And yeah. I, I think at this point, we have to put the, put the rest, put the bed, you know, you know the testing you know for the supras like is that is okay. that throwing off the performance because as we've seen no i mean they're no. they're that body is fine you got ron caps consistently in the, in the 380s in charlotte you got alexis DeJoy in the 380s went to the final round of las vegas you know yeah. th- that super body is, is fine it's fine. oh yeah and and he uh, actually said on the tv show that he he credits alexis and ron and dale worsham and you know the rest of the toyota crew excuse me, for helping him, you know, get that learning. Cause he said, I wouldn't have hit the ground running without them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that's cool. That that's great. And, you know, like Ron Caps needs more information on a racetrack. So like just, I said that about like uh, Steve Torrance too, joining the Toyota team. Just imagine if we could have got Ron Caps on that horsepower hangover, hang, hangover by horsepower or hungover by horsepower uh, commercial, whatever it's called. Just I feel like Ron Caps and Ron Caps in it too. I feel been, like there's gonna be a, a there's better. yeah they're gonna be a part two. They have they has to be a part two. Here's my thing about that, and this I don't know if it's controversial. I don't know. I'm just asking questions. Why don't we see that commercial on like regular television? Like that's a that's a truck that they sell. Mm-hmm. Like why don't we see that? Like I guess because people don't know who they are. I don't know, but it's still a good commercial. Well, so it's like of, we, we see a lot of commercials where we don't know who the people are and they still show it, you know. Exactly. I don't think, think there's any reason why not to show it. And, and I be honest, I don't watch the Fox broadcast, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I watch mainly on NHRA.tv, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's not being shown on Fox, I don't know why not. Yeah. I don't know. That it's it feels like it only gets to the public when it's on Fox. Like because mm-hmm. we know it's it's on FS1, but not everybody has FS1, but most people have at least for where where I'm at, it's channel two here. So and, I think and, it's cool when drag racing comes on channel two. That's great. That's amazing. But they don't show the commercial. Your Fox is channel two. It is channel two. For us, channel two is CBS in California. Well, in Los Angeles. That's four C- for us. Oh, four is NBC for us. So Fox is eleven for us. So two is NBC, two is CBS, four is NBC, and Fox is eleven. Y'all don't have a five. See, five is our our uh NBC. Five is KTLA. It's like a, uh, I think it's like a local channel, KTLA. I guess it's like a Los Angeles channel. That's our five. Okay. okay. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. I That's I can't get used to that. Yeah. So <laughs> in LA, two is CBS, four is NBC, and eleven is Fox. 
Well, I guess if I ever move to LA, I'm gonna have to get used to that. That's gonna mess with me. I know. But all right, <laughs> let's go into Top Fuel final session. First of all, folks, I'm just gonna say this. I didn't even know they were going to get one in because it was like raining for hours and I kept going back and checking the app and it was still raining. So I'm like, oh yeah, we're done. But I was okay with that session that we just talked about, folks. Like I was okay. Like I was thoroughly entertained. I'm like, okay, if that's the last session we get, I'm okay with that. And then I saw top fuel cars running. <laughs> so go for it. What, what you got? I saw your mouth open. No, I was just going to agree with you. Like, I'm like, I thought after that second session, I was like, it's done. It's a wrap. And then I got Dave W. texting me because um, at that time, I think, yeah, I think I was like out or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I got Dave W. texting me. I was like, top film 40 minutes. I'm like, what? I was like, <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought it was a wrap. So, yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was it was um, my nephew's birthday weekend. So, we were, you know, getting ready for his. Well, that was the party day, the Saturday. And I came in. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. They're done. They're done. Like, mm-hmm. I was okay with what I saw, though. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, later on that night, I'm saying, like, what? And then so I had to, you know, do the little the little really fine-tune rewinding because, you know, if you rewind, like, two, yeah. So it was, okay. I had okay. to see it. Okay, Before, I know I know, we've got off talking for a little bit, but NHRA, We're gonna do it. Talk. they have to change that. They have to change that. Like, NH, NHRA TV, I'll say this, NHRA TV is great because where else can you watch the full, like, everything you want, top field, funny car, sportsman, all day long. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like you're I'm there. Like, it's like you're and there. It, exactly. So I love NHRA.TV. And I'm not going to say like, oh, it's, it's crappy. Like, because for the most part, 90% of the time, NHRA.TV works. Oh, yeah. And like, there's there's times here and there where it doesn't, but that's rare when it doesn't happen. Um, so I always want to say that. But as far as like rewinding and fast forwarding, they got to change that. Like, it's bad. They got to rewind. They got to change that. They got to make it more easier. It's so difficult. Because if, yeah. you, if you go too fast, now you look. It's, yeah. But no, NHRA TV is a great product, and we're we're not off topic because I can see the time right here, and and for us, we're well under schedule. Okay. So, <laughs> so um, no, it reminds me of back in the day before NHRA TV. It's like the the beginning of NHRA TV NHRA was back access. Well, before that, they had just the audio that okay. you could go on the NHRA website and listen to. Mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, we went over to the, to the racetrack, and that's when I started to kind of dabble in recording them. I mean, I took a little tape recorder over there. It, of course, did not work. But, like, I was able to go on the site and, like, scroll. It was similar scrolling, which is interesting. But, like, you have to find the right moment. But it's like you're there, and you can hear everything over the PA. So it's kind of like I remember that. So mm-hmm. now seeing what it is with NHRA TV with this high-definition picture that you can see and you're not there like mm-hmm. and you know you get you get different kinds of, and that's why I watch both because sometimes Tony and Brian say different things than Alan says mm-hmm. but I still like bringing what Alan says to the podcast because you know Alan is at the racetrack he's doing the mm-hmm. not that they're not at the racetrack but it's just different you know what I mean it's different well I'll say this I don't watch the Fox broadcast because I don't want to I don't watch the Fox broadcast because, you know, I do the post-race show Sunday nights after the race. Right. And it's, it's on. Just, it's more it's more efficient if I watch on NHRA.TV and get all the clips together. And then once the race is done on NHRA.TV, maybe, yeah, it's coming on Fox. But during that little time before the show, I have tops three hours before I start my show after the yeah. race is over. And during that time, I'm putting together all the clips and all the notes for the show. So yeah. I don't have time to go back and watch the Fox show while I'm doing all that. I 
I probably could have it on the background in a sense, but I'm so busy and locked in trying to get everything together for the show and get my thoughts together that I can't go over to Fox. So it's just more efficient watching watching it on NHRA.tv. So that's the only reason yeah, I don't sure. watch on Fox. Yeah. No. So that's he, like my purpose by saying that. Yeah, you don't have to say that. It's not because you don't want to. We know you. Yeah. This is this is what we do. So it's not like you don't want to, but it it helps me because I I like I said I like to hear Tony Pedragon. I like to hear him talk about, you know, what's happening. Cause there's a lot of things that I bring to the show. Like, Hey, this is what happened. Or, mm-hmm. you know, this is what's happening when they do this, like mm-hmm. him being a driver and have, and, and, and have tuned the cars before it, it's really cool to have him in the booth. And Brian loans, I just think he adds another level to it. I just think, I don't know. I, I like, I like them as a team, but I just, anyway, I, I want to say one last thing about Brian loans. Go. So when I was in Charlotte, I got to, you know, be up close and see how Brian Loans kind of works. And I'll tell you what, that dude is one of the most knowledge, knowledgeable, most smartest dudes ever that I've known to know drag racing. Yeah. Like that dude like knows. I'm so I don't know how old Brian Loans is, but I mean, he can go back to the 60s and talk drag racing in the 60s. That's how knowledgeable he is. And then he adds it like he's he, like like the char- the charisma that comes off when he talks and stuff like that. Like Brian Loans is the man. Like he is the man, yeah, and like it, it completely changed the game when he got in the booth. Not mm-hmm. that there was the previous ones have been bad because they've all been good, and I've I've had relationships with all of them growing up with them. You know, Marty Reed, Mike Dunn. You know, we I grew up with that sound. So, mm-hmm. but when Brian Loans got in there, he brought something like you said. He's so knowledgeable about the sport. There's no coincidence that they have him instrumental working with these people with this game. There's no coincidence because. Mm-hmm. He has so much knowledge of this sport. Okay, anyway. All right. Session <laughs> number three. <laughs> yeah, I got I got I got NBA playoffs to get to. So it's like Hey, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm watching playing. it too, man. All right. Well I'm we'll kidding. get it to you. you yeah, you're the co host. So you you I got you. I got you. <laughs> now I got I got the playoffs right here too. So I I'll keep you abreast. All right. So session number three. I hope I didn't max out my mic doing that loud ass thing. Okay, I just cursed. It's okay. Anyway, so in the final session, we got six runs we're going to talk about. Tony Schumacher, that car is consistent. 3.791. His last run was in the 7.5 zone. So we're, we're looking at a car that is starting to find its number, you know. Uh, you, you can't run the same number on every single track in every single session. We know that. Mm-hmm. Well, some of them do. But, <laughs> but like... Um, you know, they're starting to see that number where, mm-hmm. you know, that 70 is coming up. We got the 75 last last session. Um, and I wonder if something, I can't remember exactly what happened with, oh, yeah, here it is right here. Uh, the mile per hour going through the traps, 273. So that was more there. Uh, but he still crossed within 500s of his previous run. So I think that's pretty cool. 2.211 for both cars for Tony Schumacher and Josh Hart in that pair going down the racetrack 2.114 and 2.117 tony schumacher was quicker by three thousandths of a second i like to i like to see these how they go back and forth on the racetrack during qualifying too uh moving on to leah pruitt she didn't get down the racetrack 818 sean langdon and doug foley line up sean langdon is going to be the only one that gets down there 3.724 308 so he wasn't singing through the finish line 289 at the eighth mile so there was certainly more there 2.976 at the eighth mile as well 210 at 330 830 60 
So man, they they're getting it. They they are getting it. These are starting to look like the incrementals that we see on those on those nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not nighttime. It, the the sun was still up. It was going down. Uh, so yeah, really good, really good run. Nice to see that DHL car getting down there in the in the cool kids zone, the low seventies. Uh, then we got Antron Brown and Clay Milliken. Clay Milliken, three point six nine eight, three hundred twenty five point four five miles per hour. Hey, I'm going I'm to go with you on that one because this, again, there's a reason I like this track so much because I watched it a lot on IHRA. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see him doing well there, you know, in the big show car. Um, 2.964, 291 to the eighth mile. He would be one of 260s that session. Uh, so you think, really? Clay Milliken? Yes, Clay mm-hmm. Milliken. Love it. Um so moving on, we got Doug Kalitta and Justin Ashley. We're only seeing one car get down the racetrack. We're not seeing too many side-by-sides, and we actually won't see any side-by-sides the rest of the section. Uh, the rest of the session, excuse me. Uh, easy for me to say. Doug Kalitta, 3.703, 328.78. Big speed. Big speed on the big end. 2.970, 291.07 at the eighth mile. 210. Is that the quickest? No, Sean Langdon is quicker by two thousands. Uh, then we got Mike Salinas, three point seven hundred. There's that number again, three hundred thirty. I think this was the this was the session where he was driving all over the racetrack and he crossed it three hundred thirty point three nine miles per hour. Folks, can you imagine <laughs> not looking straight down whatever you're wherever you're going and you're going over three hundred thirty miles an hour? He was driving that thing, um, two point nine six eight. 292.14 at the eighth mile, 210 with a one. That's the quickest 330 that we've seen so far. The quickest 60 is, hold on, let me see, let me see. Uh, 824, Brittany Force. Oh, that was tied. Clay Milliken and Brittany Force were tied for the quickest 60, 824. But Brittany Force, but Brittany Force, 3.6. Five, four, three hundred, thirty-three point three three miles an hour. I tell you what, two point eight at the uh three thirty and two ninety-three five, two ninety-six ninety-six at the eighth mile. I'm seeing a lot of double numbers this week. I mean, that was that was a very nice session and it was very entertaining. Uh especially when we think we didn't we we didn't think we were gonna get it. Brittany Force all three runs, all over 330 mile per hours. Wow, wow! Yeah. And you take it, you take a look, go back to Q1. She went that 371. Other than that 371, you got a 366 and a 365. So not only she consistently going 360s, but then she's going over 330 miles an hour. But you got cool conditions in qualifying. Mm-hmm. Final eliminations is a whole other ball game. It's another the, ball game. The sun's gonna be out, and the track temperatures gonna go up, and the track conditions are gonna change. Big yes, time. sir. Yes, sir. We got to talk about the floppers, but that's a good segue to what we are doing. I'm just looking, folks, at the numbers here. How about the slowest speed that she ran this weekend was the one we just talked about, 333.33 miles an hour. She went 334 in the previous session, and then the first session was at 35582. Mm-hmm. Holy snot. I don't even know. I don't even know. I can't say the other thing, but wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is, yeah. I mean, from a, 
you know, this is what I do. I sit here and I think I judge how these people drive one and I talk about the numbers. Well, where's my hand right here? There we go. It's right there. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, that is amazing. That is amazing. Okay. Anyway, the funny cars. This was a strange session. Okay. Now, what happened with why, why were there funny cars running under the lights? Do you know? So apparently there was a sun delay. I I thought so. I thought so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So folks, and apparently Dean Guido Antonelli didn't agree with it because he's like, well, if we're gonna get delayed, my tune-up isn't gonna work. How it's gonna work after you know we sit here for so long? He's like, well, let's go back to the pits and change something. But Dean Guido Antonelli didn't approve of this uh, this sun delay because he wanted to get after it right then and there. Because what he had for his tune-up was only working those type of conditions. So basically, yeah, basically, it was a sun delay. Which is interesting. Because of what he ran. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really the only run we're going to talk about in this session because everything else was not, you know, you know, we, we see really. They, okay. So here's the thing about good conditions, folks. When it gets good, the, the margin for error is small. So you got people out here trying to rotate the earth. And then you see one, well, two funny cars got down side by side and that was nice with the header fire up uh 390 with the six 329 for jr todd but that dickie venables tuned race car 3.853 at 331 miles an hour wow <laughs> like i knew when they got past half track I always get excited when I see them passing half track and they're really getting after it. I'm like, okay, there's some about something's about to pop up on the board. But he took that back from Ron Caps because Ron Caps came into this session number one qualifier with that 86 from the previous session. I th- I always love the bumping up and down on each day. I love that. 331 miles an hour. I don't think that's not that's not his, he has another run that was not in the 330s, but still. 331, two of the three runs that you go down this racetrack. I want to check, actually. Let me check. Let me check. Darren, talk to the people why I check. Well, our our, <laughs> our, our uh, host, TJ, has gone away for a second. He wants to, he wants to, uh, <laughs> he wants to check something. But I want to say this. Like, this year, we've seen so many 330-mile-power blasts. It's to the point now we're getting so spoiled. Like, when you see a 330 or 331 come up, come up on the board, scoreboard, you're like, uh, well, but it's you know it's great, but it's you know now I only get excited when I see three thirty four, three thirty five. That's the only time I get excited now. Three thirty three, yeah. But we're getting so spoiled now. When you see three thirty, three thirty one, it's like that's cool, but it's not a three thirty four. It's not a three thirty five. Like you know, in my okay, opinion, okay, I yeah, I see you because you you're not the only one who feels like that. <clears throat> the okay. great Shelly Anderson also said that on uh, the Nomex effect when Jr. and uh, Langdon had her on there, mm-hmm. she said the same thing. I like to see it because I mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it because it's too much stuff in front of it. My sign, you know my sign. But I like it because I know and you know too, just how much goes into that. It's not necessarily that they're trying to like like we said a couple weeks ago, it's not that they're going in the in the box and go, okay, the car is gonna go three thirty three this time. It is. No, they're it's the way they're running the car and we know that races aren't won with speed. We know that. So, I mean, J.R. Ty a couple years ago, because uh, Joe Costello was at the top end of the racetrack, I think he had just run 333 or something like that. And J.R. was like, yeah, man, but 
speed doesn't win races. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a byproduct of how your crew chief set up the car and how you drove it. So I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not for me. I'm not saying I don't like it because it's still cool when we see a 300. No, 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 no. Not, not, not saying you didn't like it, but just yeah. just saying it's. I look at it differently than you do. Yeah, I'm just saying like we're getting so spoiled to the. To, to, we see it a lot last year too. We see last year we start to see more 330 mile per hour runs than we've seen in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. and it's to the point now this year where it's happening. Like you will see it just in funny car, but now it's happening in top field too. We're seeing a lot of 330 mile per hour blasts in top field and funny car. Yeah, and it's to the point now where it's like. You're only getting excited when you like for me personally, I'm only getting excited when I'm okay. I shouldn't say only getting excited, but I'm like when I see a, a regular 330 or a 331, I'm like, okay, that's a big speed. Like it's a big speed. Like we can't gloss over that. It's a big speed. But like we just saw Bernie Force go 338 in Vegas. Like, come on, like, like, come on now. Like we've seen Bernie yeah. 338. Like I mean there's a, there's a Yeah, but when you're talking about it's just that's impressive. You cannot gloss over that speed. Like I don't care what you say. I don't care. I'm gonna fight you on this one because I don't care. I don't care how many times we see it. The mechanical things that are happening for that to happen, it is amazing. Anytime it pops up there, and I'm not just talking about 330, Darren. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about anytime I see 325. I'm like, good God, you know. But th- because. To see it on TV is one thing, but when you're there and you can and you actually see you've seen it on on one of those three thirty high three thirty runs how that car moves, but you know how the car moves anyway. So I just think it's ridiculous. I I, I just I will never gloss over it. Okay. Even if they run three twenty, I that's impressive. That's impressive. Let me ask you this then. So obviously we're super fans, right? But if you're in a crowd at a drag race. And a three twenty five comes up on the scoreboard. How many people are, are how many how many people in the stands? How many how much are you hearing people going? Oh my goodness, three twenty five. Let's just say that. Well, I'm not. I can't speak for everybody. I'm me. I'm I like it. No. That's my job. To no. to no. Okay. I, I I don't know. We're okay. getting a little off topic, but like the point is, I don't know what they feel. It's three hundred miles per hour. Period. Okay. Anytime so, a car goes three hundred miles an hour, that's impressive to me. I agree. I agree with you. No, I'm and I'm saying going three hundred and thirty miles an hour is still impressive. Like it's still like, oh my god, that's that's wild. Right? No, 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 no. I, I I'll lower I'll lower the bar for you, buddy. Three hundred. When I see three hundred, that's impressive. Now the fact well, that people well, don't well, yeah. don't yeah, it's impressive. But I mean, we've been seeing three hundred since 1990, 1993. So it's like okay. nineteen ninety two. It's like okay. we've been seeing, seeing three hundred miles per hour since nineteen ninety two. It's been thirty years now. It's like yeah, it's impressive, but. You know, and and I've I've been to a few drag races this year. When three thirty comes up on the board, you hear people go, "Yo, yeah, that, that's you know, yeah, like that's that's super cool." And in my opinion, three hundred thirty miles an hour is still cool. Like it's still cool to see three hundred thirty miles per hour up on the scoreboard. It is. I'm gonna preface by saying that. But when you, you know it's different when you're seeing three thirty five come up on a scoreboard because it's like is is we've seen it before in the past, but we're starting to see it more and more now. Where it's like, wow, this is. This is pretty crazy. We've seen a lot of just regular 330. We've seen a lot of regular 331. It's still amazing. But when you're going 335 or like in Britney's case, you're going 338. It's like that's what the crowd is like. Whoa, that's when you hear the crowd go crazy. That's just, just my opinion. But I get where you're coming from too, though. It's just, just all perspective. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got top fuel. We got top fuel first round here. Uh, I actually have the ladder this week. So, but I'm not going to use it because we're going to go down 
No, that was a great debate. No, that we it's not. I don't really even call it a debate. Like we're this is a conversation with bros yeah, talking. Yeah, but just opinions, opinions, opinions. I yeah. mean, like and I said, I see, and I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from, and yeah. I see where you're coming from. So yeah. that's the point of a of a discussion like that to not yeah. necessarily agree, but yeah. I can see where you're coming from because I get that. No, I get that. I, I agree with what you're saying too. It's just that, and I agree with what you say. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, this is great. We love, I'm so happy, so happy. No, so, but like I said, you're you're definitely right, though. We're seeing it a lot. We're seeing it a lot. And it's almost kind of like 2017 with layback headers. Yes. Where Mm -hmm. we were seeing it pretty much every run from Mm -hmm. even cars that you wouldn't expect it to come from. Like, so... Okay, yeah. I want to say one last thing. So go for thing. it. So it's the same thing. When that's start... what you say. One last thing. That's one last that's thing. Your... <laughs> one last thing. One more thing. <laughs> so remember, let's let's go back to let's go back to four forties. So remember when they start running four forties, right? Right. Like I just like I just mentioned when Gary Selzman went four forty eight. When you're seeing guys go four forty eight, four forty nine. Remember, like in that early two thousands, like oh my goodness, we're seeing forties, right? Then all yeah. of a sudden, when 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 Doug Coletta's going four forty two, Schumacher's going four forty three. When a four forty nine comes up um, comes up on a scoreboard, <laughs> it's still amazing, right? Yeah. But it's like, but it's like, but it's like, okay, we just need okay. four forty two, Schumacher four forty three. It's like four forty. What's wrong with it? Cool. Right. What's wrong with it? <laughs> it's still cool, but it's not right. like it's, it's not like it's not a forty two like we've seen. That's all. I'm yeah. No, I got no. Hey, you. You know, I do the numbers, so I yeah. I know what you mean because sometimes when I'm like when I see. Well, we see the 360, whatever, and then somebody comes up there and runs 378. You go, what's wrong with it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I get you. It, this was great. This was, we're not fighting people. <laughs> we're not fighting. It's great. I, no, that's a really good point that you brought, like for real. Like, th- that's a good point. But we got race day. You go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. Top fuel, go. Go ahead and do it. Well, first you got the national anthem first. Well, first you you, oh. you parade the safety safari down the return road. Yeah, got to proud to safari. be an American. Yeah, got to parade okay. the safety safari. Then you gotta you know have Joe. You know, well the guy who does I forget I forget his name. The guy who does the Jason. Player. Oh no 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 no! I know yeah. you are talking about yeah okay. yeah. And then you got the national anthem and you got Joe. It's time to burn some nitro. <laughs> and then yeah, you gotta fire him up. Yeah, he's amazing. He's literally amazing, folks. <laughs> literally amazing. Okay. Sure they got to cha- change it up a little bit. Like, we got the same start every time. Let's change it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it gives me the chills every time, though. I get the chills every, every time. I just got chills when you did it. When you every said it. Time. Like, when you just went through that, I got chills. Like, I no the, lie. I get, I get the chills every time. All we need now is the guy who jumps out the airplane with the American flag again. And he and lands on. That's what we got to bring that back to. Right. Yeah. As she's, like, crest. Like, at the climax of the uh, national anthem. Like, <laughs> patriotism gotta love it oh i just got goosebumps again okay anyway (laughs) all right so the first pair of top fuel folks how about tony schumacher and justin ashley like first round really yeah folks yeah folks because with that great 75 that tony schumacher ran that was only good enough for 11th Mm -hmm. and um justin ashley's number six so they got a first round date and so, how about that SCAD car getting down there, getting the win, 3.792 at 319 miles an hour, just above three seconds at the eighth mile. The numbers are a little less significant on race day. We just we want to see win lights. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was impressive that uh, Todd Okahara told uh, Bruno that, hey, we're, we're shooting for high 70s, and they mm-hmm. did just that. So, mm-hmm. I always love when, they, when the crew chief calls a number 
and that's what pops up on the board or we're within like hundreds of a second of it i love that um oh we and got we, our first pedal fest go go and we go. got a preference by sam real quick just the change in track conditions from uh from qualifying. yes like, yes cool, cool condition qualifying at, at first pair of round one and remember we started at noon instead of 11 mm-hmm. on sunday 108 degree track temperature during the first pair of top field dragsters. So it's a, a yes, big sir. swift, a big uh, change in track conditions for the first first round of top field. Just want to perfect. Yes, sir. No, yo, I, I was. We, <laughs> this is not a conventional episode, you know, you folks. I usually give you the weather conditions. This is the hottest it's been all weekend. So, yeah, hold on. It's been pretty cool all weekend, like 70s, 80 maybe the high, uh, but it's 76 at the start of top field here. So you think. We're not gonna have any pedal fest. We're gonna see side by side drag racing. Oh, oh! Did you watch it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so we got <laughs> we got Antron Brown and Mike Salinas scrappers and Pet Boys. I tell you what, I love seeing that Pet Boys car come up to the racetrack. Call it the 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 Torrance clone or whatever people call it, but or they went to the same guy. That's what Alan said. Yeah, that's what he's, he same said. Same graphic designer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like y'all gonna leave him alone with this paint job. I like it. I really do like it. And then we got Matco in the other lane. How about a pedal fest, folks? I love a good pedal fest. So the numbers aren't very impressive. We got five eighty three for uh, the Matco car, and then five thirty eight for two fifty nine sixty six for Mike Salinas. So he's gonna get the win over the Matco Tools Hankster vehicle. Uh, great throttle control from Salinas. Like, um, we saw him in, you remember in Pomona a couple years ago, uh, well, last year when he fl- almost flipped the top fuel car. Almost so, over. yeah, so you, and it's just a testament to those huge tires that, like, you can, I mean, I we have seen these cars in some very strange angles on the racetrack, but they always come down and slap down on those big old Goodyears. So, they couldn't get him hooked up this time. It looks like Mike got off the line first. And then that's all she wrote. And he crosses the finish line 259 miles an hour. I didn't write I didn't do that right. But that's fine. Two hundred miles an hour at the eighth. That's not in person, though. If you look too, he he was still in the throttle, like even well past the finish line. Like his flames were still up even past really? the finish line. Yeah, if you look at I didn't it, notice yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was way past the finish line. His flames, his flames were still up. Like he was in the gas. Like for sure, he's like, I'm making sure I get past the finish line, and I'm ahead. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm going. I'm going to 1600 with this one. I heard that. I do it too. And Keep Antron your... Brown, three consecutive first round losses in a row. He hasn't won a round since going to the final round of Las Vegas. Three consecutive first round losses in a row for Antron Brown. Wow. Wow. Who would Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk wow. it? How about the next one? Is Brittany for it? She gets. She earned her solo. How about she's going to blow the hides off? But I will tell you, folks, this was... They were testing. Yes! That you said that. Because, okay, you're getting ahead of me. But yes. So, David Grubnick basically said that it was because of smoking the tires in this run that they were able to do what they did the rest of the day, which we won't give it away just yet. But, like, he said that. He said that in the first round, or they asked him, like... How did you get this kind of performance out of car? And he said, "Well, honestly, that first round, and we saw what we could do. You know, well, we'll just take a look at it like this. So, you get a buy in the first round. Why not go up there and see what the racetrack can hold? You know, it's just like it's just like in qualifying. You you go in Q two, right? Q two is like always the hottest conditions, and right. everybody smokes the tires, but they're able to come right back in Q three and put down a great number. 
same thing here. You got to buy. Why not just go for it and see what the track can hold and step on it? And, and you know what the limits are when you come up for round two. If Brittany goes out there and rotates the earth in round number one, she doesn't win the race. Right. They're going to smoke the tires in the second round or semifinals. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And we've seen that, though. We've seen that before, and it's happened. But it's it's like we I said a couple weeks ago or maybe last week. I don't know. I don't remember. They all run together. But like the, they're they're coming with a different approach this season. Mm-hmm. They know that the car, if they do what they always do, the car is going to run three fifty nine, three hundred fifty miles an hour. They know that. Mm-hmm. They know that. So, but what they have to figure out is how can we get it to do that on race day, so we can hoist this this little man on on that on that wooden pedestal. Mm-hmm. How can we do that? And I'm tell you what. I felt like they figured it out and Brittany has kept herself accountable with those lights. Cause there was a lot of races last year and look, I, I do with Allen. I'm not telling anything. They wouldn't. Mm-hmm. She For lost sure. a lot of close races because of her lights. For sure. And, and because of how they run that car. And, and we, and you, you sent me a text earlier this week about the, you know, the cylinders, the cylinders, they run that car really rich, especially going down through there. Like when it's full song going down there, they run it, and that's why she always puts cylinders out. Even even on that three sixty five, she put out mm-hmm. a, a hole going through the lights. Mm-hmm. So it's just how they run the car, and that's why they get that giant speed. I think the whole John Force Racing crew does something similar because they all they all do the same thing going through the lights. So, and if anyway. you notice. It drops a hole right at the finish line. It's not, it's not like it drops a hole like right. like like a hundred feet before. The, no, it drops a hole right at the finish line. Yeah, like that's when you know you have a handle on the race car where, mm-hmm. where you know oh it's going to just drop a hole right here when it it don't matter no more. You know, yeah, it's crazy. And you're still going three hundred thirty something, and you know it's going to be low of the round. Like mm-hmm. I just I can't. Okay, anyway, we're in the first round still. Austin. Okay, let me see. This is why I printed out the ladder because of us. Okay, this is not in order, folks. So. We already talked about Justin Ashley and Tony Schumacher. We already talked about Brittany Forrest, so I don't need to say that again. If I say it again, Darren, yell at me. Here we go. Sean Langdon and Doug Foley. How about Sean Langdon's going to get down through there? 3.769 at 328.38 miles an hour to get the win. We got Clay Milliken and Josh Hart. 3.80 for Josh Hart. 3.26. He's going to get the win. How about all right? Said that Hold one. On. I'm sorry. I gotta do it. I'm sorry. I gotta do, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Remember, remember though. First three pair. You know, in that right lane, nobody was able to get that down that right lane in the first three pair. Mike Salinas won out of the right lane, but still smoked the tires at the hit. Josh Hart was the first driver to get down the right lane and win in the first round of competition. So just wanted to say that real quick. Shout oh yes. Oh yeah. So I'm just gonna flip back and forth because I had that and I would have saw that if I would just use the page I wanted. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> No, but yeah, that 3.80 stout, that was the first victory out of that uh, that lane. Very good. Thank you. Good catch. Oh, how about Doug Collin and Leah Pruitt? We got another pedal fest. TJ is happy. But we know Doug Coletta is one of the best peddlers in the game. Like, if you, if we line up, if our team, right, if we line up next to Doug Coletta and it's hot out there, look, just do the best you can. <laughs> you won that on flat experience. Exactly. That was flat, just flat out experience right there. Exactly. And, and let's talk about it because Tony Schumacher, Tony Schumacher, Tony Pedragon does call these drivers out by what they do. He does mm-hmm. call them out, and I love it. But Leah was 
I mean, she was getting in the gas and she was like wide open and smoke was pouring off of the of the tire. She wasn't really get letting it settle like and then getting back in it. And, and you know, it's race day. You don't know where the other car is, but you can hear them. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, experience definitely won the day. Here's my perspective. I don't think people really realize how hard pedaling is from the aspect from the standpoint of you're in a race and you know that you have a little ounce of time to get this car to the finish line or you're going to. Yeah. So like you're already like and I think when you're pedaling and don't have a lot of experience, you're automatically in rush mode. Sure. Because you're like, I need this car to hook because I need to win this round. Sure. Like I need, like I need, like Doug, like he's more experienced and he's been through this a lot, so he's probably like more like calm and cool, but collected. Not saying Leah's not, but I'm just saying, if for me, if I was in the top two direction, I'm pedaling the race car, dude, I would be so like over panicked and like frantic because I'm like, I got to get this car to the finish line, I got to get back on it. This car needs to be hooked. So it's like you, if you think about it, this the race only lasts under power three point six, three point seven seconds given. Mm-hmm. So like when you're pedaling, you're like, oh my god, I need to hurry up and try to get this. This, get this thing recovered, you know, squared up, recovered, and try to get this thing down the racetrack. And yeah. for me, I know if I'm pedaling, I'm be on off that throttle so fast because I'm like I'm trying to get this car to the finish line, and I may yeah. be over overdoing it trying to get it to rehook. So that's just where I think. Yeah, you know. no, no, no. You're right. You're totally right because we forget that you know these guys are and girls are on the gas less than five seconds. The mm-hmm. race is over. Mm-hmm. So you, you factor that in. And then also the mechanical things that are happening with the supercharger and the suction that we talked about not too long ago with pedaling and why it's impressive when the drivers catch it quick. But you're absolutely right. It's her job to win the race. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know where he is. Mm-hmm. It's her job to get back in. And if the car is just not, it's not settled, the car is not happy, that's not all on her. It's it's got to be about the clutch because you know once the car goes up in smoke, the clutch timers are just whatever. It, it doesn't even matter it, at this point. We just need clean flames, and at that point, it doesn't even really matter because we see in the next next round we saw some really unhappy header flames coming out of Mike Salinas' car mm-hmm. when he had the pedal. But at the end of the day, you got to get the, you got to get the car down there. And I kudos to Leah. For 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 trying it, because I remember a story. Sure. I'm gonna say this, yeah. and we're gonna. I'm gonna say this, and we're gonna move on. Uh, there was a story of Tony Schumacher when he was driving for his dad, the great Don Schumacher. He said, "I went out there and I and I hit the gas and I smoked the tires, and the other guy just went ahead and and won the race." And so I'm thinking that's gonna be it. And so then he gets back into his pit area, and his father let him have it. Why didn't you get back on the gas? Basically, you know, like why didn't you fight for it? Mm-hmm. Now that there was something that happened to um, Josh Hart, where the car was shut off from the starting mm-hmm. line, but they didn't have that kind of stuff back then. Mm-hmm. But like the point is, you're gonna fight for it. It doesn't matter. We're gonna have to blow this thing up because I'm gonna do. My, I need to get my stuff down there before you do get your stuff down there. So yeah, I said I said this one thing. If you're in a race and you smoke the tires to hit and your competitor is driving off and you know you can't win, just pedal at least once at the show, just at least try. Just pedal just pedal just once. Yeah. Just, just, just we, we need we need to see that flash of fire one more time. <laughs> just one quick one. That's what I'll do. If I was a driver, I'll pick I'll pedal one quick time. Just say, Yeah, I tried it, but it didn't rehook. So I just, it, you know. 
Just we'll, cut it we'll, once. We'll put or it back. Twice. To, give it two. Yeah, give it two. Give it two. Twice. Give it two. So not counting the initial hit because that don't yeah. count. That's a, yeah. that's expected. Yeah. Then you go back on. You get on TV and be like, yeah, we'll put it back together and uh, we'll we'll come back in the next race and we'll do it. Exactly. We'll try. Exactly. We'll do the best we can. Yeah. <laughs> I One love it. One go. Last thing. One last thing. So let's say let's say you're in a pedal fest, right? And Leah, just using her as, as example, or anybody, you know, you don't have like experience. Say you get off the throttle and you're waiting for the car to square up. Well, as soon as you do that, you see your competitor out ahead of you. What's your what are you automatically going to do? Oh shoot, I got to get back in it now. So yeah, like, you know that's just, you know. So if if Tony's like saying you know she didn't do enough good enough job of letting it rehook, I mean you got to and they are professionals, so they should know that. But I mean nine times out of ten, you don't have that much time to really think yeah. about it you know so that's just where i'm coming it, from it's kind of, no I, I i totally understand and, and agree it's fight or flight at that mm-hmm. point it's like yeah. you got a split second you can't think about this like yeah. you're gonna do it or you're not yeah kind of thing but anyway duckler is gonna get the win that usac sprint car champ is gonna get the win here and leah will bring it back we're not again i'm not worried about that leah car i think a lot of people are talking a lot and you know even with the tv show you uh, they're talking a lot about oh we're expecting more things. Well, guys, come on, you you know how this sport is. You're 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 calling it. You know what this sport is like. It's right place at the right time kind of thing. We've had run, we had runs on this day that the first two pairs tire smoke, and then you get a side by side drag race, and you I call it the Tim Wilkerson effect because he lost my my heart goes out to him because he lost so many close races last year because of that. Where if he was just lined up to the right person, he would have gotten to the next round. But it's that's how it is. Anyway, we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. Okay, <laughs> Sean Lang and Doug Foley. Sean Lang is gonna get the win, three point seven six nine, which was pretty stout because there weren't a lot of you know. Well, we saw Austin Proc that three hundred thirty three blast, three seventy two seven. Whoa, <laughs> like the car before your teammate, the car before you, the flavor pack car goes up in smoke right away. You got to believe that they were set up similarly. Mm-hmm. But again, it's all about how you apply the power. If we got a thousand foot here, if you're starting to apply your power at like 100 feet and then I start applying my power at 150 and I get down the racetrack, it's just it's all. I mean, we're talking about feet here and time They they deal in time, but. You know, I'm talking like the distance that they have to travel, but like 333 on a track where we saw a lot of tire smoke. Just saying that car, I mean, that Ron Tobler and I'm dropping stuff, but yeah, like that. I, I just love seeing Ron Tobler back in the crew uniform. I just love it. I just love it. I can't get over it. Anytime they talk to him, I'm like, yes, <laughs> I love Ron Tobler. <laughs> but anyway. Anything on that before we uh, go to top uh, funny car round one? Well, the last one you got to talk about is uh, Steve Torrance and Scott Palmer, but um, Scott Palmer gave him a ride, just not enough. If Steve Torrance, oh gets the yeah, win. did I skip him? Three seventy seven, three twenty three. Oh yeah, I didn't go in order yet. Three seventy seven to three twenty three. My apologies to the Capco boys. My apologies. Thank you, co-host, for that. All right, it's time for the floppers. First round. Blake Alexander and Jim Campbell. We got more tire smoke, but Blake Alexander is going to get the win. 3.962 with 329.18 miles per hour. See, I just get excited. Okay. A side note. We're going to, this is the last side note. No, it's not. I don't even know I'm saying that. I just don't, I love Brian Loans, but he doesn't, he's not excited enough for the 330, 329 runs 
for me. He just says the number and we move on. I'm like, what? I love how Alan gets excited when he sees that that number come up there. Like, I just love that. But anyway, that's beside the point. Matt Hagen is next. He earned a solo 3.964 at 328.38 miles an hour, 279 to the eighth mile. But Blake Alexander was 280 to the eighth mile, 3.216 for Blake Alexander, 3.22 for Matt Hagen. So they're sneaking the boys down there. They're sneaking them down there. Uh, in the next pair, we have Ron Caps and Mike McIntyre Jr. has got a new, got some help on that uh, on that car this weekend. He's not going to get down the racetrack, though. Neither one is going to get down cleanly. But Ron Caps is going to get the win, 5.481. It's 151.43 miles per hour. We're cruising through this. It's like I knew he was the next pair. We got Cruz Pedregon and Phil Burkhart Jr. How about Cruz is going to get the win? Three, uh, no, 4.038 at 317 miles an hour. And that's the thing I talk about with funny cars. Like, not so much with top fuel. Like, you put your foot down to the ground, it's going to do what it does. But, like, when you put your foot down to the ground in a funny car, it's going to sound amazing and raucous and just beautiful. And then 4.0 pops up. Like, it's just one of those <laughs> things. And it's, like, over 310 miles an hour to 315, 317 for cruise, but 4.0. And he was on the gas. Like, he didn't pedal or anything. I just love that about funny cars. And shout out to the return of Phil Burkhart Jr. Yes. Phil Burkhart. Gotta love him. I, I always think of the uh, the, the blue checker shucks, Cragen, mm-hmm. uh, Monte Carlo, man. That, good old days. Good old days. All right. And then in the next one, we have John Force and J.R. Todd. Really, really nice. Now, John Force didn't qualify very well. No. no <laughs> Neither not. did Robert Height. So we got both foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. 3.922 <laughs> at 329.67 miles per hour out of that peak, peak, excuse me, I have to start again. Peak Blue Death Chevrolet Camaro. Like, wow. 284 at the eighth mile. That's the biggest speed of the eighth mile we've seen so far. Two point or 3.183. At the eighth mile, that's getting it in the fun car. We like to see him 320 or better. Um, Ron was not for or Ron. John was not first off the line. No. 058 for JR Ty. I don't think anybody was surprised by that. JR is a assassin on the starting line. So then we got Tim Wilkerson and Robert Height. How about low ET of round one? 3.919 at 329. miles per hour, just a little bit faster than the boss man. Well, technically, Robert's the boss man, right? Because he's the president. But that's that's like that's crazy. Jimmy Proc, like right? That that guts, like to 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 struggle qualifying, only qualify tenth, and to come out and go three ninety one. You see all this tire smoke, and to come out and go three ninety one, like wow. And I just gotta say this. Yeah, before before you say the next thing, you have to say they asked him about that. He went up to Bruno and said, "I don't know if I can get this thing down the track." And I quote. Before the 91. <laughs> oh, my God. It's amazing. Okay, go. Do the other thing you had to say. Like you just said a moment ago about Tim Wilkerson, like how he makes a great pass but just gets beat in another lane if he's just in the right place at the right time. Again. Again. like Again. Like, and then, like, J.R. Todd. J.R. Todd and Tim Wilkerson. J.R. Todd qualifies fifth and, like, gets go home in round number one. Tim Wilkerson qualifies seventh, and he's out of here round number one. Both make great runs, qualify top half of the field. And they're going out round number one to both John Ford racing cars. Like, what can you do? What can you do? What can you do? And it's like, if you had been lined up to 
Ron Cash, Mike McIntyre, even Matt Hagen. Mm-hmm. You would have beat him. Yeah. No. Yeah. You would have beat him. Like, well, not, not, maybe not Matt Hagen. But anyway. Yeah. I'm thinking of the last one. But, I mean, maybe. 396, 4, 328. You know, maybe. We don't know. Cut a light, cut a light on him. Yeah, cut a light on him. I mean, he, he would have had him by 200s. Yeah. 94 with the 2, 325. But they got big speed on the, on the big end. That big horsepower on the big end. But. In the last one, we had Dale Creasy Jr. and Chad Green. Tell you what, I love that. I love that. Chad Green is going to get the win. The Bond Coat Mustang, 4.133307.30. How about, I have a note here, uh, Camaro's Big Speed, 329.67, three twenty nine eighty three. 3283 uh, We got 325 for, uh, 325 for a Mustang, which is Tim Wilkerson, and 325 for a GR Supra, uh, 317 for, uh, for Cruiser. So, and John said it. He said it at the far end of the racetrack. He said, you're not going to beat this Camaro. You're not going to beat it. <laughs> so, and, I mean, but let's, let's, let's think about it real quick while we have a little time here before we go back into uh, top fuel. I mean, the fastest speed ever recorded from a Nitro Funny Car was a Camaro. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm just saying. Um, 339 miles 339 an hour. 339 miles an hour. I want to do a show, folks. And this is me talking to Darren, but, you know, it's it's all live. It's whatever. I don't care. We need to do a show where we we break down, like, I guess it would take a little work on our end, but we would find, like, the 10 quickest in like the last, you know, not not in history because they probably don't have incrementals, and I, you know, we like the incremental numbers. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe in the last ten years, the quickest maybe ten runs in each class, and we just look at it and compare it to stuff that's happening. So maybe it'll be on a race. We I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's just an idea. It's an idea. Well, that's easy. You just go to the NHRA media guy for that. <sighs> what? <laughs> huh? Yeah, you just just go to the NHRA media guy. They have all right there in one place for you. The media? What are you talking about? You never heard of the NHRA media guy? No. <laughs> yes, there's a media guide out there. You just go in there, everything you want's in there. <laughs> I don't think he's. I don't think he's understanding what I'm saying, folks. What is the media guide, Darren? Because I don't think this is what I'm talking about. But go ahead. What is it? No, they're just a- anything like they have whatever you want in there. They have stats, uh, photos, uh, uh, the great, uh, uh, the best top ETs and speeds of all time. Everything you want. Do they have incrementals? They don't have incrementals. No, they don't go that deep. Okay, see that's yeah, they don't have that doesn't help me. That doesn't help okay. me. That doesn't I help. You, I thought you meant just one of like top ten speeds of all time. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, uh, that would be cool to see. I would still yeah. probably check it out for that because you you yeah. know there's no incrementals for speed, but this guy he just loves giving me the business, folks. I don't know. I don't. He just <laughs> laughed at me. Jesus. No, it's, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's cool. All right. Go ahead and do your top fuel eliminator thing. We're going into round two here. We're going to fly right. on this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move into round number two of top fuel eliminator. All right. We start off with Mike Salinas for Pet Boys and Josh Hart for that TechNet. I really love the simplistic livery of that car, but it it's effective. I like it. We got another pedal fest, folks. This was the one I was talking about. Uh, where uh, Josh Hart just didn't. They said he didn't get back on the start uh, on the gas, but I like to believe he did because he's a mm-hmm. competitor, and I, I I don't believe that he just sat there and watched 
uh, the Pep Boys car just get through the line with those dirty flames. But the car was not happy going through the lights. But he got the win, 6.686 at 204 miles an hour, getting it done. How about Josh Hart was first off the line? Mm-hmm. 69, love it. All right. <laughs> and then in the next pair, we got the two. The um, I, I don't know what you can call these two. We've called them like uh, the two titans of top fuel here. We got Steve Torrance in, in, in the Capco Toyota now top fuel car, and then Tony Schumacher, the Skag, orange. I, I love that. The Tony the Tiger, I love it. That, that's yeah. funny. That's, I think that's funny still. But how about a womp womp at the starting line, mm-hmm. as, as Alan says? Uh, and I always think, I, I don't consider these to be insults because I think that's so impressive for you to be able to catch it because just so you know, folks, womp womp is when the when the driver's about to hit the gas before the light comes down. Sometimes, 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 your foot says go when it's not time to go. Yes. So it's all about how experienced you are when and how quickly you can stop that movement mm-hmm. and still hit the gas when it's time to hit the gas. Usually it comes at the expense of your reaction time. In this case, 280 for Steve Torrance, but he got off the line clean. It wasn't a red light, which that's foreshadowing because there were a few red lights from people that we wouldn't expect it on this day. But it happens again. Again, I, and I've said it before on the show. I would much rather have my driver red light because they were up on the tire than to be dead late. Yeah, I, I would I would prefer that. Anyway, so Steve Torrance is going to get the win four forty with the two three hundred twenty. Oh, sorry, no, two hundred thirty four ninety eight two fifty three for Tony Schumacher. Man, they were fighting. They were fighting for it, but it was all that Capco car after his starting line. Um, I wouldn't call it a a, a mistake. It happens. It, it it really does happen with these cars. Uh, it was a long tree. He said. Yeah. Now, long tree basically means, folks. Now, you, you go up there and you see the Christmas tree and you go, "Oh, I could just get up there and time that." No, and the NHRA actually fixed that for us. So, no, each tree is random. So some are longer than others. And Steve was saying that there's been some longer trees. So he's sitting up there, and that's why his foot said go, and the tree hadn't activated yet. Well, it had, but you know it wasn't time to go. So I think that's really cool. But I always like to want to make sure I say that because I don't think a lot of people know that it's automatic, it's random. Like they can't sit up there and time the tree. That would be cheating. So it's always different. But anyway, we got Austin Proc and Doug Collider. Austin Proc is going to get the win. Three eighty three seven three thirteen eighty eight. They backed it down a little bit, but that's what we need to do. We need to get that thing down there. We need to get it in the semifinals, semifinal round. And then in the last one, we have Sean Lang, the DHL for DHL, RevCam, everything, Coletta Motorsports, and Brittany Force for Flavor Pack and Monster Energy at all. I always say that John Force has so many sponsors. We got 3.788 at 328.94 miles an hour for that Monster Flavor pack car, they're gonna get the win. They're in the semifinals. Hey, how about the track temperature was cooler than the first round? It was actually yeah. 105. Yeah. So the track temperature went down. Um. So Austin Prop that 80, he wasn't singing fully through the finish line. So, and then I also have little notes here: 3.788, 328. Wow. <laughs> like I, this, I make little notes why it's happening, but that was impressive. Yeah. That was impressive. Like 378. Sometimes high 70s are like 
wow. Like on a day like this, yeah, yeah. especially when everybody's like, we got pedal fest. I mean, and, and you, I would, I would love to hear that from a fan's point of view. Cause I, you know how I love hearing the cars far away, but in the staging lanes, you're the last pair coming up there and you know what you brought up and you're just hearing cars, just not, not, not getting down there all the way. You know, you're hearing all of this, uh, 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 like you're hearing all of that. So it, I just, I can't imagine what they go through back there. And I know it's crazy. I would love to shoot that with the, with my camera and watch them do the things that they do while cars are on the on the track doing what they're doing. You know what Alan Johnson is telling his driver when he hears all that? What is he telling him? Be ready to pull that brake. <laughs> Be ready to pull that brake. Look, so they said that on the TV show. They were like, uh, so Tony, are they still doing that brake stuff? And Tony was like, yeah, well, that that might have worked when they were making like seven or 8,000 horsepower. But <laughs> yeah. it don't really, <laughs> you're not going to yeah. uh, calm down 12,000 too much with the damn brake. Yeah. I just cussed again. It's fine. It's not a cuss word. It's a it's a it's a thing that beavers build. Okay, so we got Nitro Funny Car Round Two. We got Bob Task of Blake Alexander. How about three ninety four from Bob Tasca the third? He's going rounds. He's in the semifinals. Three twenty uh three yeah three twenty seven sixty six for Bob Tasca and Motocraft and Quick Lane. That Ford is going on. How about John Forrest and Cruz Pedregon? How many times have these two matched up? How many times have these two? Nobody has matched up more than these two. Nobody. 114th meeting. Thank you. Thank you. I knew he was going to give me the number. That's why I didn't write it down. I didn't even look for it. I said, Darren's going to jump in. And you did. Look at it. Look at at just how things work. But anyway, (laughs) I'm dead. Okay. So, John Force is going to get the win. 399 329-91. He got out of the car at the far end of the racetrack. He said, I might have put it in a little too deep. <laughs> so I mean, and we and we see it here that, on the um, I'm dead. Okay. All right. You got that one. 9951. He definitely gave it back at 60 foot. I mean, who knows with that car? I think the car was on pace to run at 394. I am so dead. I cannot believe you. That was that was perfectly timed too. It was great. It was wonderful. You deserve that one. You deserve that one. <laughs> so also, also in this round, the grip points were down. So you know, Lanny McGlizzy and everybody's out there. They, there are numbers that uh, are that they attribute to the grip. And they said they were down two hundred points. The starting line. They had been complaining about the starting line all weekend and how it wasn't the greatest. Uh, and it was like ten percent attraction they lost. That is so funny. I'm still weak. So, Robert Height and Ron Caps. Robert Height is going to get the win. How about Robert Height is going to get the win? He's in the semifinals. He did not have a very good showing in qualifying, folks. Like, not at all. But that's why I'm never worried But when those John Forrest cars don't have good qualifying, you know, efforts. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that's why they run them. <laughs> they, if they're qualified, they have a chance to win. And that's what I love. 3.935, 325 for Robert Height. How about the low ET of round two? Oh, by the way, he also had low ET of round one. I think I might have said that, but if I didn't, I wanted to say it. And then the last one, we had Matt Hagen and Chad Green. Matt Hagen's going to get down there, 3.965 at 322. But how about this? Chad Green kept him honest. If anything would have happened to that Smithfield Hellcat, oh, he was there. So For sure. 
for sure. We, we love that. Oh, also something at the at the far end of the racetrack. John Forrest said Connie Coletta shook his hand. And he almost cried. I just think that that is so amazing to have someone who is so amazing himself and is a great himself who still gets emotional and like and, and, and starstruck when Don the Snake Perdome, like regardless, you know, Shirley Mo Downey, the, the, these people that built the sport acknowledge him. Like, I just think that's amazing considering who he is, you know, how we look at him and go, oh my God, it's John Forrest. But John Forrest looks at others like that, Connie Coletta. And, you know, so that, I just think that's cool. I like those little moments like that. What well, you got? When I was in Charlotte, right? So me and Bobby walked up to, uh, to John Forrest's pit and uh, John just put his hand out for a handshake. And I was like, oh, man, it wasn't my first handshake from John Forrest. Right, right, just, right. Just the fact that he just put his hand out, just, you know, he acknowledged me, you know, as I walked up to him, you know, gave me a handshake. I don't think I washed my hand for the rest of the day. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Hey, rightfully so. I just hope. Okay. I think I, I, think, <laughs> I think I think when I was like, before I ate, I just washed my left hand instead of my right hand. I was like, kept my, you know. <laughs> I'm so weak. I'm sorry, I, people, for the laugh. I think I kept my uh, I think I kept my right hand outside the shower too. I was like, you know, hey, look, okay, hold on, now, now we'll stop. I don't watch. I won't be able to find it. I still have my like side. It's like a small shirt, like when I was a kid and he signed it. Like the, the first time I met him in '03, and he told me to stay in school, and I got to go up to him uh, like after I graduated, and I was like, hey, John, I told you I would stay in school. He was like. He was so proud of me. It was it was it was a great moment. It was really a great moment. I love it. And so now to be on like the media side of it and to get to address, you know, to get to talk about him and be around him in this way, I, I it's it's just cool. It's very cool. But anyway, John Forrest. We we some John Forrest boys, guys. Like if you if you didn't know, don't let we uh, love don't John Forrest. Don't let Dujanay hear this part. We maybe we should cut this part out. Don't let Dujanay hear it. He's gonna call us uh call us a uh, John Forrest fanboys. All right, I have to cut it out then. No, don't cut it out. Don't cut it out. I'm no, not cutting it out. <laughs> he can call me that. That's fine. I, I will wear that. I will wear that. Not you, many you know, things. You know Dujanay listens, so, you know. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. We we got to have him on again. Uh, I wanted to do the header flame thing, but I didn't know we we were going to have just a week before this race. Like, I, I thought we would have more time because, you know, I was telling you we were going to do it this week. But mm-hmm. we might do it next week because we got a few weeks down before Epping. Okay. So, top fuel semifinals. How about one, two? We got top fuel. No, say it. Final four. What, the eliminator? No, top fuel. I was going to say final four. But I was also going to say because I wanted to do it again. I wanted to say it twice. Okay, there you go. Okay. (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) We have top fuel, final four here. We got number one, three. It's top fuel eliminator semis. Okay, see, you didn't do it when I pointed at you, so you don't get to correct me about it at all tonight because you did not get your cue, sir. You're fired, okay? No, you're not fired. We love you. Stop. All right, so it's top fuel eliminator, semifinals. Final four. Final four. It's 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 four of them, guys. It's four. It's the final four cards. Semis. Of the race. Semifinals. I want to fight him. All right. So it's number one, two, three, and five. Number one, two, three, and five. So not too many surprises here. I, I think we could have penciled in all four of these cars here. Uh, Steve Torrance, semifinal. Again, nobody's shocked that with that. 
he's going to get the win with Austin Proc in the other lane. Austin Proc is going to run into some trouble here, and his day is done. He was quicker to uh, on the reaction time and quicker to 60 foot, but that was all she wrote. Steve Torrance and the Capco boys are going to go to another final. 3.803 at 325.61. Kind of conservative, mm-hmm. but very smart about it. I mean, you don't want to beat yourself, right? Because we know that that Austin Proc car has been running the table all day. But in the next one, we got Mike Salinas and Brittany Force. How about Brittany Force? <laughs> 61 on the light, so she got him off the line. How about 3.770, another relatively conservative run all things considered 332.26 miles an hour that was a, a monster run right there that was the a monster mo- the monster run no like, pun intended well she was re- she was wearing flavor packs so no pun no pun necessary like right like that's impressive that is impressive i don't have the let me see let me see 119 degree track temperature 119 degrees, the track yes. temperature. The air temperature was 86 degrees. We're talking about four degrees away from 90 degrees, 332 miles an hour. See, that's, I always love the 330 runs, but when they pop up on racetracks, they shouldn't be popping up on. That's when it gets me. I'm like, yeah. what? Come on. Like in the first round with Austin Proc, when that 330 run he made, like on a track where, I mean, guys are, girls are not getting down the racetrack. So, That was the run right there. That was the run right there. Let me look at this. Uh, Let me see. Oh, these were these were notes from the previous run. Uh, Took off, and uh, Austin Proc three hundred feet. He was in smoke, Um, but he was like I said, he was winning to sixty foot. In this next one, we had uh, both two two time winners. One number one. Oh, this is also number one and two in the points. By the way, by the way. Um, for Pep Boys and Auto Service, Pep, Pep Boys Auto Service and Tires, Flavor Pack and Monster. So, and I for for, and for mm. fair reporting, it's Rocky Mountain Twist for Austin Proc and Montana Brand. We gotta make sure we call out those sponsors. I forget. I'm excited. What you got? I was just gonna say. So you talk about that big run that Austin Proc had in round number two. You got Ron Tober saying, you know, he won here with Ron Caps last time they were here in 2019 and how the track conditions are kind of the same. The, the track was kind of deteriorating as, as the day goes on. Well, he says that, and then he's saying, like, you know, he's, he, they work best in these conditions, which he does. Ron Tober works best in these type of conditions. He's shown that over the years. But to say that and then go out and smoke the tires in the semifinals is like, dang, you got a great running car and then to go out there and smoke the tires. Tough, tough, end to, tough end to a good weekend for Austin Proc. Yeah, and it happens. It happens mm-hmm. to the best of them. You know, yeah. how many times have we seen Brittany Force get to the semifinals and, you know, it just blows the blows the highs off. Like yeah. but again, clutch application. And I'm not I'm not, not gonna do what Cruz does. Fix fix your clutch. No, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Cause I know I think that was the funniest era in Funny Car where like him, Sean Langdon, J.R. Todd look that was a fun era as a fan to watch Mm -hmm. that good old-fashioned drag racing good old-fashioned drag racing that's when Cruz was tuning too so all right moving on the funny car final four here we go semifinals I don't want to put this too far because we got finals coming up yeah we got paper it's paper everywhere all right we got Matt Hagen and John Forrest okay so John Forrest was ready to go 
again, must have been a long tree. Because uh, John Force doesn't red light. Uh, he missed it by a lot, too. Negative 323. 3, oh, no, wait. How, how would I say that? How would I say that? Uh, 0.323 red. I would just just keep it simple. 0.323 red. <laughs> yeah. 300, okay. 300 is too quick off the starting line. He red lit, folks, and he missed it by a bunch. By a bunch. Matt Hagen also red lit, but he reacted to the sound of John Force's car. He said it scared him <laughs> at the mm-hmm. far end of the racetrack. I mean, could you imagine? They both hit the car. They both hit the gas at the same time. So you don't hear one car if you're in the other car. You don't hear the other car hit the gas because you're hitting your your car, your gas. Yeah. So it's. I thought that was interesting that he he was down there. He went over to John and said, "You scared the you know bleep, bleep out of me." Anyway, in the in the in the um, in the uh, funny car final four, we got number one ten. 12 and what does that say 14 14 mm-hmm. so we got a little bit more parody in the ton- in the funny car we got top five pretty much represented in top fuel but you pretty much got the whole field represented with this i mean 1 10 12 and 14 mm-hmm. so but again that's why they run them on race day matt hagan's going to get down there 3.955 miles an hour I wanted to make it difficult. Now I'm upset that I couldn't say that number. I'm I'm upset. It's fine. But in the NHRA, folks, they both red lit. But first is worse. So John left first, and Matt Hagen followed him. But they were both before the light turned green. So they were both negative reaction times, meaning they both red lit. But in this case, John went first. That was a rule that was changed a long time ago. Uh, but, yeah, first is worse. So... They both red lit, by the so way. So that that rule actually came into effect in Vegas in 2001. I, yeah, I was gonna say, Darren, talk about it because I remember watching you and Dave W. Uh, yeah, do, on, on your uh, your your throwback episode. And 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 coincidentally, John Force was in that pair too when it happened, and he was pissed. He was pissed because he had, he had already wrapped up the championship because it was the second to last race of the year. But he was pissed because you know he was like, you don't know if the tree malfunctioned and stuff like that. I'm trying to do a John Force impression, but yeah, um, yeah. So and you, and you got to do like an old, like like a younger John Force where he was yeah. like really like <laughs> yeah. And then they actually so during the broadcast he was in the in the in the tower talking over with race control and had the TV cameras on him and he he charged up the cameras like get those cameras out of here. It was yeah. It was I crazy. need to rewatch that episode. Yeah, he was like, I'm gonna rewatch he, it. He he started charging at the camera and was like get these cameras out of here. It was it was pretty wild to see and he apologized later. Of um, course, he apologized later on TV. But yeah, that was the actual rule that came into effect. I forgot who was in the other lane. I want to say it was. I know John Forsen. Who was in the other lane? Because they had also red lit and then both of them got DQ because they both red lit. And so the way Alan says it now is that, it, like you said, it's first or worst. The second guy who's only reacting to the first guy, he'll still red light. But uh, when a red light comes on, it'll lock out the other red light. So your light will still turn green, yeah. but you're still red lit. So exactly. that's kind of how, how it goes. I'm going to look up who was in the other lane during that John Force incident. You can keep do talking. Do it. Do it. So we got Robert Height and Bob Task of the Third, the Bobs up here. Auto Club of Southern California in the left lane and then Motocraft and Quick Lane in the right just to end the interest of fair reporting, we had Matt Hagen in the left lane and John Force in the right. Robert Hyde is going to get down there. How about 3.906 at 324 miles an hour? You want to talk about that was the run for Brittany. That was also a run 
for Robert Hype because again, same track conditions. I mean, there's only two pairs of cars, guys. Like the weather conditions aren't going to change much in about 15 minutes, right? So to see that low 390 come out where you know Matt Hagen, the other winner, 395, Dickie Venables, you know he's aggressive, but he knows how to race the racetrack. A lot of these people do, uh, but 324. Matt Hagen had bigger speed, 327. So it kind of just talks about how they had the clutch on the back end set up a little heavier in the back. But how about Bob Tasker, 401, 328? Again, that thing I talk about with the funny cars. <laughs> you could be 335 and it might be, it might be 401, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things. This was a great side by side drag race, but it's good to see that Motocraft quick lane. Uh, Shelby in the semifinals going rounds. I mean, we're going to see more of this, especially as the as the the summer months happen. That is a car that likes to shine when it's hot out. So I I do expect to see this car in the later rounds coming up. Mm-hmm. And that uh that so just going back, that was actually against Bob Bodie in the first round. Bob Bodie mm-hmm. left first, but so did John Forrest, and so they both got DQ'd in that first round matchup and was i think was pissed about what why john force was pissed too because he was going for his 100th natural national event win at the time oh. and so uh he, he was at 98 at the time and so if you would have won vegas and pomona in the year he would got 100 but with him losing right there he couldn't get to wait till the following year to get one number 100 yeah. which it all worked out because he got in houston but yeah that mm-hmm. that first round was against bob bowie look i have the car it's right here nice 2002 paint scheme nice i like it I got 2003 here, too, because that's one of my favorites. I love that car. Like, the way all of the cars look, like Disham's car with the white. The, yeah. I just love the little dots. So yeah. I just, uh-huh. We're going to do a, a show about paint schemes, too. You know, I, I'm big on the on the paint schemes of these cars. Well, they don't use paint anymore, but whatever. Whatever. Okay. Paint so scheme sounds cooler than rap. It does. And I don't... Livery. Yeah. Everybody knows what paint is. Yeah. Like, what is livery? I have to Google. Okay, so yeah, we're on the same page again. Yes. So how about the top fuel? No. Well, it's top fuel funny car, but nobody calls it that. I used to call, when I first started the podcast, I would mess up and call them top fuel, but then I would just finish because they are top fuel funny cars, but nobody yeah. calls them that. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my guns on this one. Top fuel funny car, final round. We got Robert Hyde in the left lane and Matt Hagen in the left. How many times have we seen that this this season? How many times have we seen it? Uh, well, this is a rematch of the Phoenix final. It the, is. the beginning of the season. And, uh, you know, Robert Hyde won at that time, and we're going to see who wins it this time. Exactly. How about, spoiler alert, Robert Hyde is going to get it in their 56th win of his career. Three points. She said, too. He's on a roll tonight, folks. 3.907, 328 for Robert Heights. Going to get the win. 3.166, 283 at the eighth mile. Man, I tell you what. That was, he's still laughing about That's what she said, by the way, folks. You can't see him, but I can. I'm going to tell on him. He's still laughing. How about Matt Hagen was first off the line? 70 to a 75. Robert Height was quicker on every other increment of the racetrack. He won by, uh, let me see. I wrote this down. It was like, uh, I just wrote it down. I just wrote it down. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Anyway, it was a little bit of a car. It was some daylight down there. Like, I, I feel like it was a car length down there. That's what it looked like on the TV. Mm-hmm. But it it's never, not a car length, yeah. Yeah. He daylighted them down there. But 
Matt Hagen was on the gas, 3.948, 327.59 miles an hour. So it was a great drag race. I tell you what, I always love seeing these cars line up. 3.907 again, Jimmy Proc. Jimmy Proc and Chris mm. Cunningham. <laughs> Look here. I... Listen here. That auto club car, I know I put the, the, the margin of victory somewhere. I'm going to get upset. All right. Anyway, what you got on that funny car final? Was that a great funny car final or what? Yes. I mean, header flames up. Header yes. flames up. Yeah, truly, truly amazing. I mean, that car is, I mean, he won the first few races we had this season. So, like, that car is going to be in the conversation. And you you can't leave out the boss, man, because, you know, once they get that consistency going, like they like they have with the, the Monster slash flavor, flavor Pack car, once that car starts to really start getting consistent, with that, with the, the way those cars run out the back end, like you, you can't catch those John Force racing cars. Once they get after about half track and they start gaining that fifty miles an hour that they're capable of, that mm-hmm. the John Force cars are capable of, like I mean, not not to say that nobody else can do that, but I just they everybody runs their cars differently, mm-hmm. and the way the John Force racing runs their cars in general, they are back half race cars. They they outrun cars that they beat. It's mm-hmm. not like they are like out in front and they are out in front and the other guy or a girl can't get close to them. It's not like that necessarily. They're usually passing the car as they're going down the racetrack. Mm-hmm. And it usually happens after half track. And it's just crazy because that's such a short amount of time that that power is being applied and it's it's just crazy it's crazy mm-hmm. i see why they don't let people sit down there all the time <laughs> because of the way that the cars are moving down there but dude that is crazy that is cr- yeah. i just think that is nuts okay we're gonna we, we're almost done we're gonna get down there hold on got... real, quick, real quick though tj what? um so you talk about robert height third win of the season um you, you coming out winning the first two races of the year, Pomona Phoenix and kind of, kind of been struggling a little bit, you know, coming into the hotter, the hotter races and stuff like that. But third win of the season, Matt Hagen is your points leader. So after seven races, Matt Hagen's your points leader. Robert Hyde is second, 15 points back. Ron Caps third, 112 points back. John Forrest in fourth, 226 points back. Cruz Petragon rounds out the top five, 278 points back. Bob Tasca six, J.R. Todd seven, Chad Greed eighth, Alexis DeJoya ninth, Tim Wilkerson is in 10th place after seven races so far in 2022. How about Chad Green in the top 10? Yeah. How about that? How about that? I love it. All right, so let's move on to the top. Okay, do it, Darren. Do it. Just do it. Just do it. All right. All right. Last one of the episode. (laughs) Top Fuel Eliminator final round. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got... (laughs) Tell me if you've heard this one before. We got Steve Torrance. And we got Brittany Force in the other lane. We got Steve in the left lane. Brittany is in the right lane. How about a great top fuel final to end out a crazy, crazy weekend? How about 
15 thousandths of a second at the other end of the racetrack? How about seven feet at the other end of the racetrack? How about these cars are 30 feet long? So seven foot is like the front third of it. That's pretty close at 320 miles an hour. Oh, but she wasn't going 320. Brittany Force won the race, folks. 3.770, miles an hour. Nobody else was doing this. Nobody, 330, Darren, come on. Steve Torrance, 3.781, 326. And that's not bad. But 334? In the final round to win In the, race. the final round. And he was actually quicker to her at, uh, at 330. But she had caught him. Definitely by half track. Uh, let me see. Let me see. No, 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 no. Before I say that, how about they were one thousandths of a second apart at half track? Three point oh four five to a three point oh four four. Oh four four is the Steve Torrance car. He was quicker. How about Brittany was faster? Two ninety forty four at the eighth mile. How about that? Brittany got off the line first. Oh, by the way, she got off the line first. Seventy four light. John Force Racing Double Up. It's their first win in the Flavor Pack colors. Brittany said it at the far end of the racetrack. This is my greatest season ever. Mm-hmm. This is my greatest season yet. So I- I'm just so happy for them. I'm just so happy. Oh, I got to bring it up again because we already, because Darren said something and I had to mention it. They asked David Grubney, how did you get this performance out of this car all day? He <laughs> said, it's the first round tire smoker. The first. We learned what we could do and how far we could press and that we could run <laughs> 380 and, and, and go 340 miles an hour. Like, we learned that. Like, like it's crazy. It's crazy. We got some of the best drag racing I've ever seen. Like, yeah, we, we got the legendary uh, points battles that we love. But I'm telling you what, I don't remember those racing seasons being like side by side competitive like this season has been 22 NHRA 22 I've been calling it has delivered at every single turn at every single turn what you got for sure Brittany Force third win of the season she's third won win. three out of the last four races 14th of her career and she has the points lead and extends it after seven races, Brittany Force in the points lead, heading into Epping, New Hampshire. Steve Torrance second, 81 points out. Mike Salinas third, 84 points out. Justin Ashley fourth, 137 points out. Austin Proc fifth, 238 out. Uh, Clay Milliken sixth, Josh Hart seventh, Doug Letta eighth, Schumacher ninth, Sean Langdon tenth, Antron Brown in 11th. Doug Foley, he's been on a part-time basis at 12th. And Leah Pruitt, 13th in the point standings. That's surprising. But for Brittany Force, like, like you said, she said this is – basically her best year yet so far to have three race wins so far just the first seven seven races yeah i mean that's freaking amazing and you, you talk about this bernie force has always been known as somebody who just runs good in the heat well no they're running good i mean excuse me she's known as somebody who only runs good in cool conditions yeah well she's running good in the heat now too mm-hmm. and she's you talk about all the problems she had on reaction time last year well she's cutting lights this year it's not yeah. the best reaction times but it's but a whole lot better and she's leaving first yeah whole lot better than it was last year yeah first yeah so she put she's putting it all together and I'll tell you what, Brittany Forrest is a legit championship contender. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Max Savage and David Grubnick, they are not playing. You, I mean, I, I go back to where they, when, when they rotate the earth, I got Brittany Forrest right here uh, in the advanced auto parts colors right there. Nice. But anyway, nice. like where David Grubnick would rotate the earth and they talk to him and he's like, yeah, well, 
you know, we're not doing that on race day right now. I'll paraphrase for him. We're not doing that on race day. We need to do it on Sunday, you know, and I I said it kind of in the group chat, but that's not really true either. What I said, I mean, not anybody can't run a number. Not everybody can out out there in the field can run a number. We know that because of they, it's about how they're running the cars, the budgets and brain trust and everything like that. But they're doing it on Sunday now. And it's happened three times this season. For sure. Yes, sir. For sure. So moving and, uh, on. And I mean, Go they ahead. have a they have a rocket ship too. Like it's like oh, it's it's a it's it's they're ridiculous. winning it. They're winning it with like with with dominant mile per hour and and like just flat out just crazy ets. Like they like they have a rocket ship. Yeah, three thirty four in the final. Come yeah. on, that's not yeah. like yeah, <sighs> yeah. This this is a great episode. This is awesome. Okay, so looking forward, we got the next four races or the next seven races, folks. It's starting to get hot outside. It's starting to get yeah. hot. We got New England is coming up next in June. June is starting. We got Bristol, which is always a hot race. Norwalk, which is usually pretty good during the weekend, but it can be hot on the Sunday. We got, and then the Western Swing is coming up. Denver, Sonoma, Seattle, Topeka. We're getting, I mean, the season is getting going, man. We're, we're, we're getting going. Like, it's been going. It's not, it's not like the first couple races of the season. It's going. It's going full steam ahead, and I'll tell you what, I'm enjoying every second of it. I'll tell you what. For sure, for sure. And if you think about it, too, like, once we get past Epping, we'll be halfway through the regular season, mm-hmm. like, just that quick. And so after that, we only got eight more races till the countdown, and it's, it's about to be go time. Always look at when you get to the Western Swing, like, all bets are off. Like, it's, it's go time now because, you know, once you pass Denver, I'll say once you pass Denver on the swing, it's like, it's like you better get all your ducks in a row now because it's starting to get it's starting to get serious now. Mm-hmm. So uh, before you know it, we'll be on a Western swing. And then after that, before you know it, it'll be Indy and then it'll be the countdown. So uh, these seasons go by fast and it's already going by fast now. Yeah, but, I'm, re- I'm hey. ready. For, I'm ready for Indy because I need that game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sure. that's that's the end of this one, folks. We just broke it down. We had a good time. I hope you did. Have a good night or day or whatever, whenever you listen to it. Thank you for listening to us. We're just two guys talking drag racing, but we're pretty smart too. So have a good rest of your night. Boom.